You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football, we're the dudes that know football. And you've just crossed over into the Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey. We are the football dudes. Are you ready, brother? Um, oh, I was going to. Oh, well, since we're. Yeah, I'm ready. Thought I would send it in text form, but yeah, no, I'm here. Let's do it. That's, that's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. It is Wednesday, November 8th. Coming at you from Los Angeles, California. And it is a cool 63 degrees on the west side over here. Getting a little chilly, uh, but very pleasant, actually, Casey. In today's episode, we'll talk about some big names on the verge of return. Old faces in new places. Players heading towards the draft, getting some good news. And, of course, we will preview all of the awesome NFL action coming up this week. But before all that, Casey... We'll get things started with the Tasty Nug, as usual, for the people. Yeah, it's Bill and Ted and Dave's favorite stat. Oh, yeah. Through nine weeks, baby, this season, 69% of all games have been within one score in the fourth corner. Wild yeah. Stallions! Righteous. <laughs> and ground control to Major Dobbs. Josh Dobbs, Dave, the astronaut, is also the first player in NFL history to score three or more combined passing and rushing touchdowns in consecutive weeks for two different teams. Woo! That one's going to stand for a while, right? Oh, yeah. Anything else, Casey? Oh, yeah. I got a big, fat, giant nug because everything is bigger in Texas, Dave. C.J. Stroud, dude. What a unbelievable. Woo. 30 of 42. That's over 71%. 470 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, a 147.8 PR in. Oh, and also come from behind last second win over the Bucks. That is the most passing yards by a rookie in a game. Not this year, Dave, in NFL history. Wow. That is absolutely amazing. You know, it seems like every year it's like, man, there's no way that. And then next thing, a new dude comes along and just rips it. Right. Yeah. That was such an awesome game, and he is kicking total butt. Yeah, he sure is. All right, folks, the Trend Zone, now available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Wherever you get your podcast, subscribe and download now, please. Oh, quick note. If Kirkland Sparkling Water would like to sponsor the show, we're <laughs> all ears and taste buds. Mm. <laughs> Delicious and bubbly. So <laughs> <laughs> all right, Casey, let's get it started with the top trending stories. Um some people on the precipice of a return. That's a big word. <laughs> yeah. I think I know what it means. So if I do, that means David Montgomery. Bad news for the Chargers. Yeah. He's a full participant at practice. He is on uh, track to return on Sunday. Just in time, right? Yeah, thanks a lot. It always seems to be the case. Somebody <laughs> just comes back from suspension or uh, whatever it is in this case. A nice quality running back. Another guy to deal with. Great. Yeah, Anything and else? yeah, another running back, uh, James Conner. He was limited. He's opening up that window. Kyler Murray is not on the injury report. Wow. He looks like he is going to get the start on Sunday. Justin Jefferson uh, limited in return to Vikings practice. So okay, big time players coming back to get in on the hot action. Yeah, that is excellent. It'll be awesome to see 
uh, Kyler Murray back out there again. Certainly must see just in that respect. And then Justin Jefferson, who knows what's happening with the trajectory of the Vikings right now. Anything else, Case? Yeah, Carson Wentz signed by our Los Angeles Rams. They had seen enough of ripping, so they're going to see what Carson (laughs) Wentz has left in the tank. And speaking of oldies re-signing, Martavis Bryant, Signing with the Cowboys says he needs a few weeks to get into shape. He says he's in shape, but needs to get into football shape and into the time machine and back five years, maybe. Well, we saw some tasty catches in the XFL. It has been a minute since the NFL. They scoffed at Jarrah when he brought back Rolando McClain. Remember the retired linebacker had a nice little stint um, with the Cowboys. It'll be interesting to see what Martavis can do specifically in the red zone, the big frame. So we shall okay, see. Yeah. The, and the Cowboys would like a, a, a little more, a little boost in that red zone action. Absolutely. Uh, for sure. Um, Casey, uh, college draft eligible players get some good news. Yeah. Now juniors who are declaring for the draft are going to be eligible for um, the all-star games and these college balls, which is great. Cause we love the senior bowl. We watch it through and through. So if we know guys are coming out, they're going to be able to get in front of the scouts and coaches and maybe up their draft stock. It used to be specifically for seniors. Now juniors declaring are also in that mix. Shrine Bowl, Senior Bowl, HBCU Legacy Bowl. Exactly, Casey. And I think this is really important because in one respect, less play. some of the players that are the highest level players are opting out of this mm-hmm. game. So we're getting a little bit of a, 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 a loss of talent there because guys don't want to you know, if they're going to get a first round grade, what, why go out in that game uh, unless you're just really juicing for comp- competition? This gives some of these juniors a chance to showcase their skills um, and fill out those rosters with more talent. And what I mean, heck, what's wrong with that? You know, Nothing. it's going to be great. I think it's a win win for everybody. All right, Casey, moving along. It is now time to go into the game previews for this week. And there are some good ones. Um, we'll go ahead and get this thing started, um, coming up here on Thursday night football. It's week 10. Oh my gosh. Is it week 10? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Week 10. It's slipping away. (laughs) Dang it. It is slipping away, dude. We're in double digits, dude. Oh my God. Now we are. There's more behind us than in front of us of regular season. (laughs) Oh, baby. Well, at least we know we have the playoffs up and around the corner, although I don't think um, that's going to apply to these two teams we got on Thursday night football. The Carolina Panthers at the Chicago Bears, and somehow the Bears are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. (laughs) Who are the line-making wizards (laughs) in charge of this one? Uh, Casey, the one and seven Bears got their first win two weeks ago. They look to get another against this depleted Bears team. Bryce Young and company have struggled to get anything going offensively. The defense, though, is decent overall, but it's not as good versus the run and gives up the second most points in the league at over 28 points a game. So they'll need the run defense to step it up and force the Bears into passing situations and give themselves a chance to win this one. On the other side, the two and seven Bears work him Justin Fields back, but he doesn't seem to be ready for this one. So it likely will be Tyson Bajant for his fourth straight start. He has played okay but he can't be expected to carry the team. Chicago does lead the NFC uh, with 135.3 rush yards per game this season. Uh, So it'll be huge if they can get that ground game going. Deontay Foreman had 83 yards 
in last week's game. If the Bears can run, that'll go a long way towards the Bears getting the W here. I would have never guessed that the Bears are up there in rushing yards, and I've watched all their games. Yeah. They had the one really big rushing performance by Deontay about three weeks ago. That kind of bolstered it, I'm sure. But there you have it. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. All right. Moving along to Frankfurt, Casey, the early slot on Sunday. It is the Indianapolis Colts at the New England Patriots. The Colts on the road. Both of them on the road, of course, across the pond. But the Colts are the uh, road team here favored by a point and a half. I thought you were going to say it's the Rhine fire (laughs) and the Frankfurt Galaxy, Dave. Nice. (laughs) We still remember. We remember. NFL Europe, so beautiful. Oh, good. (laughs) So, there's Dave, there's rumors out there talking BB could be let go if the Patriots don't win this game. I'm not sure that I believe that. But life after Tommy has not been very groovy. The Pats scoring just 15 points a game and under 300 total yards per game. Just 87 yards rushing. Minus five in the turnover ratio, so Oof. not very Patriot, uh, the Patriot way esque or whatever. Bill Belichick esque, whatever it is, yeah. it's none of that stuff. Now the Colts they ended a three game losing streak with a win over the Panthers last week. The Colts love rookie receiver Josh Downs, five or more catches in four of his last five games, third among all rookies with 483 receiving yards, and JT is really starting to ramp it up too. Super solid one-two punch with him and Moss. At four and five, the Colts are kind of in no man's land. Can't go into tank mode, but are going to have trouble catching any of these wild card teams. So, yeah, it's just weird that I, the season's over for both of these guys. Sorry, it is. It is. Yeah, it's a tough AFC uh, to you know claw your way back into uh, at you know when when you're sort of a middling team like that, right? It's not. Yeah, gonna I be mean, easy. maybe the Colts can get in there, but ugh, it's going to be tough. All right, let's move it along to the early slot, Casey. It's the Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are six-point favorites in this one. It's a, four, a rematch from week four where the Ravens absolutely dominated 28-3 to over the Browns. That might be bad news, dude, because this Ravens team is playing even better than they were then. This might be the most complete team in the NFL. Top six offense, scoring almost 27 points a game the number one rush team in the league, and they just added fantasy waiver wire darling rookie Keaton Mitchell. Plus Edwards and Hill, they're doing a nice job there. Mitchell last week, 138 yards in his first career touchdown, and as good as their offense is, the defense, even better, bro, giving up less than 14 points a game, 35 sacks, 14 takeaways. Kyle Van Noy, dude, found the fountain of youth, two sacks and a forced fumble last week. Not only that, dude, they sandwiched a win over the Cardinals with beatdowns of two of the NFC's best teams, the Lions and the Seahawks. Not only beat them, dude, a margin of 75 to 9, kicking the absolute crap out of those guys. And, ooh, this is super tasty. They host the Bengals next week on Thursday Night Football. That one will have all kinds of AFC North implications. But don't look past these Browns. On a side note, Lamar Jackson, 52 yards away from passing Randall Cunningham as the NFL's all-time leading rusher at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about these rounds. One of the things about these rounds is the defense is playing exceptionally well. Uh, they lead the NFL in total defense, so uh, 234.8 yards allowed per game. And their pass defense is also the tops of the league at 140 
five pass yards allowed per game. They are the first team in 41 years to allow 100 or fewer yards in two of the first eight games in the season. So uh, obviously uh, they haven't been doing it on the offensive side of the ball with the sort of the rotating door at quarterback, but it does look like Deshaun Watson is sort of uh, getting back into a rhythm, uh, 219 yards and two touchdowns with a 107.5 rating in last week's uh, game. So uh, look for him to continue to knock the rust off. Uh, and the way the defense is playing, that he has every opportunity to just sort of sit back there and play it safe. Kareem Hunt also uh, playing pretty well. No doubt about it, Casey. This this Browns team is kind of sneaky, been sitting there, mm-hmm. um, not uh, not really high on anybody's radar, uh, and yet um, with that defense, and we know defense goes a long way when it comes to uh, getting to the playoffs, and then it, uh, you know excelling into the playoffs. So they've got some playmakers with Cooper, Elijah Moore, and stuff, and jo- and Joku, uh, who is questionable heading into this one. But um, if they can put it together on the offensive side and just play decent football, um, then they're going to give themselves a chance in any football game. So uh, imagine that they're going to be uh, having their hands full against this Ravens team that seems to be on an absolute tear. But, um, uh, you know, with a defense like that, man, they, maybe they can stifle the, the Ravens um, offense and uh, steal this victory. This would be a big one, especially since they lost the first one. Oh, yeah, dude. And if the playoffs started today, that whole AFC North would be in the playoffs. Disgusting. Yeah. I I mean, honestly, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. All right, Dave. Up next, we have the Houston Texans at the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals minus seven at home. Yeah, Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud, you talked about it. He's quickly established himself as not only the exciting rookie quarterback, but one of the better young quarterbacks in the league, maybe over the last handful of years. Seventh in passing yardage, fourth in passer rating at 102.9, 14 TD passes, and only tossed one interception all season. That's not rookie material there. Mm -hmm. This guy's playing like a seasoned vet. And uh, that is actually the least amount of picks of any quarterback that started the whole season. I mean, substantially by far. C.J. Stroud, 32, excuse me, 30 of 42, 71.5% last week, 470 yards, five touchdowns, no picks, obviously, uh, 147.8 rating. That is the most yards, as we mentioned earlier, by a rookie uh, in a single game ever and the highest passer rating uh, for for a rookie with at least 30 attempts. Tank Dell, six grabs, 114 yards and two TDs last week. Second best game of the season uh, for him. Um, second game, rather, with a 100 yards and a touchdown. So Noah Brown, six catches, 153 and a touchdown. Nico Collins, 54 and a touchdown last week. I mean, everybody was getting some of the action. Dalton Schultz even had a career-high 10 catches, 130 yards, and a receiving touchdown last week. So the offense overall is pretty sizzling at eighth overall fourth in passing, 11th in scoring at over 23 points a game, but just 27th in rushing. So there's the weak spot there. Defensively, they're pretty good, 18th overall, 10th versus the run, 14th in points given up, but not as good versus the pass. So that's their weak spot on that side of the ball. Pass defense is going to have to step it up, though, against Cincinnati with that passing attack and all the weapons that Cincy's going to bring. Yeah, good luck with that. Since Joey B got that calf right, these Bengals have been rolling. Winners of four straight, including wins over the Seahawks, 49ers, and Bills. And it's all been on Burrow as the Bengals are 
rushing for just 76 yards a game. Now, during that four-game win streak, Burrow has thrown for over 1,100 yards and a 10-to-1 touchdown-to-INT ratio. Um, uncertain of Jamar Chase's status for this one. He had that awkward fall last week and kind of hurt his back. It might just be a pain tolerance thing. So if that's the case, he probably will play. Yeah, get a little taste of that yam-yam, and he'll be right out there. Um, And the defense, dude, even rebuilding that secondary, they've been getting some timely playmaking and stops when needed. Hendrickson and Hubbard really playing well as as well as leading tackler Logan Wilson. Eight of Cincy's last nine games are all versus AFC teams, four of which are divisional, including the Ravens next Thursday night, which we talked about. I'm going to be so pissed if that Amazon stream continues to be subpar next week. That is such a good game. And it's such a bad stream from Amazon. Sorry, Amazon. Fix it. Get it right. Call the dudes. We will walk you through it. It can be improved. Trust us. We watch football. (sighs) Okay. A little bit. All right. Next up, San Francisco 49ers on the road at Jacksonville. Niners are favored by three in this one. It's a good one. Yeah, Dave, if a month ago I told you the Niners would be coming off a three-game losing streak, including losses to the Browns and Vikings, you would have said, what are you smoking and can I have some? (laughs) But here we are, dude. And it was last season around this time that the 49ers made the big trade for Christian McCaffrey, and they did it again this year on the defensive side, though. They sent a third-round pick to the Commandos for former second overall pick um, defensive end Chase Young. TBD, if Young is just a rental or he's going to be there long term, but now his book ended with former Buckeye teammate Nick Bosa. It's another piece to try to get these Niners over the top. Um, The last couple of games, Brock Purdy has not played his best football, part of the reason for the three-game losing streak. He should get Debo back for this one. And Christian McCaffrey, dude, still out of his mind. Six catches, 118 scrimmage yards, two touchdowns in week eight before the bye. His 14th game with both a rushing and receiving touchdown. That second most in NFL all time. Scrimmage TD in 17 straight games. Longest streak ever. And, oh, yeah, he leads all running backs in scrimmage yards at 944 and rush yards at 652 and tied for scrimmage touchdowns with 13. Pretty nice numbers. Pretty nice numbers there for McCaffrey. Or as some call him McCafferty. <laughs> I love the dark side. Dark side going now. Nothing is real. All right. Up next is uh, my turn to talk about these Jaguars, who are a pretty exciting squad, Casey. Coming off their bye, working a five-game winning streak, including a big London, uh, London win versus the Bills. They hold a two-game lead in their division. Last game out was a 20-10 to 10 win in Pittsburgh. Trevor Lawrence was great. 75% completions for 292 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. In that game, Travis Etienne led the team with 149 scrimmage yards and had a TD catch in that one. He has been fantastic all season. He ranks fifth in yards from scrimmage with 849 on the year. Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley have been very productive. And uh, tight end Evan Engram uh, set season highs with 10 receptions and 88 yards uh, in their last outing. Uh, Overall, Jackson's offense has been above average in all the major stats, but 10th in scoring 
at plus 24 points a game. So uh, that's a pretty good scoring offense. Jackson, they're in the red zone. They're pretty good, right? Uh, Jackson's defense, 22nd in yards, but third versus the run, eighth in points given up at 19.5. So they'll give up some yards, but not so many points, right? They're not as good at defending the pass, ranking just 30th in that category. Josh Allen, though, uh, two sacks in their, their last outing against the Stillers there. Uh, and the Jacksonville defense does have 16 sacks as a team and 18 takeaways. The team is plus five in the turnover ratio. Turnovers could go a long way in determining this one. It's going to be a hard-fought battle. Uh, and the uh, Jacksonville team is accustomed to receiving turnovers and not giving them back. And what a great test for these young Jags. You know, so much expectation going into this season. Started to really get it going. Coming off the bye week, you got a very angry San Francisco team coming off a three-game losing streak off of their bye. It's gonna that's oh that's such gonna be a yeah. Good what's game. the likelihood San Francisco after winning five and looking like the best team in the league suddenly loses four? Wow, it's gonna be a good one. All right, up next we got the New Orleans Saints at the Minnesota Vikings, and the Saints are two and a half point favorites. <laughs> the five and four Vikings, Casey, on an improbable four game win streak, including beating San Francisco, and would be in the playoffs if they started today, despite starting the season zero and three. I say improbable because the loss of Kirk Cousins, and then the loss of rookie quarterback Jaron Hall last week, and then Josh Dobbs coming in. Uh, off of a couple of days of practice to save the game. Dobbs was 20 of 30, 158, two touchdowns, no picks, had 66 rushing yards and a rush TD in his debut for the Vikings last week. How incredibly exciting. Became the first QB, QB ever with three touchdown passes in for two different teams back-to-back, as we mentioned earlier. TJ Hawkinson with a big game, seven catches, 69 yards. Uh, he leads all tight ends and receptions with 60 and ranks second with 547 yards this season. And Addison continues to play well. Uh, five catches, 52 yards last week. The run game has been a huge disappointment uh, with just 81-plus yards per game. They rank 29th in the league. Mm-hmm. And newly acquired Cam Akers, now <laughs> newly shelved as he is out for the season. But Madison did have 93 scrimmage yards and a touchdown last week. Minnesota defensively. Just a bit below average in all major stats, but they are 29th on third down. They do have 24 sacks and 12 takeaways on the season, which is pretty good. Uh, but they're negative five in the turnover ratio, so that is bottom five in the league. Not good. I thought you were going to say it was improbable because Captain Kirk got replaced by an astronaut. Oh, there you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Clever. <laughs> all right, let me talk about these Saints. Scoring almost 29 points a game over their last three. Derek Carr really starting to heat up a bit. In their last two wins, Carr has 521 yards and four touchdowns, zero interceptions. And even though he missed three games, Alvin Kamara is leading all running backs in receptions with 43 and ranks third in receiving yards at uh, 272. We talked about him getting or needing more yards per reception. He's creeping up. It was about five, and now he's up to almost seven. So still looking to get Williams and Miller going. Um not getting the run game for these guys either, much like the Vikings. But it's been the king of the scumbags, and I mean that in the best possible way. Taysom Hill, uh, 52 rushing yards, a passing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown last week. Dave, that's what we call scumbagging fantasy points and reality points. 
defense, very solid, giving up just 19 points a game. They have 17 sacks and 18 takeaways. Dave, the Saints currently lead the South. They only have two games versus teams 500 or better for the rest of the season and have two games versus the Falcons, the only team that can probably catch them in that division. It is early, dude, but if this thing doesn't go south, the Saints look to be hosting a playoff game at the Dome come January. Ooh, Saints go marching in. Wow, that's impressive, dude. And I'm, I'm kind of stoked for Carr, man. The Raiders kicked him aside. And look where the Raiders are now. Traded in that silver for gold. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Dave. Up next, we have the Green Bay Packers at the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Steelers yep. are three-point favorites in this one. Okay. Three and five are the pack. And they break a four-game losing streak. Um, with their best win of the season, 20 to three over the Rams. Jordan Love completed 20 of 26, a career high almost 77 percent for 228 and a touchdown. And Aaron Jones, 99 scrimmage yards. So nice to have Aaron Jones contributing like that, right? Uh, tight end uh, Luke Musgrave, the rookie, had a season high 51 yards and a career uh, first touchdown last week as well. On the Steelers, they're five and three. Impressive considering all of the negative things that I say about them every week. They're coming <laughs> off of a, another win, a 20-16 to 16 Thursday night football win over the Titans. They have a winning record despite being negative 30 in the points differential. In fact, Pittsburgh is uh, the, four, the 34th team since 1933 to be outgained in each of its first eight games and the only team from that list to have a winning record after eight games. So pretty improbable situation. They're also statistically one of the worst offenses and defenses in the league. They're just 31st in yards and 29th in points offensively, under 17 points a game. They're 25th in rush yards per game at just over 98 yards per game. On a positive note, Najee Harris did have uh, 76 yards and a touchdown last week. Jalen Warren had a career high 113 yards. Uh, from scrimmage last week. So maybe they're turning that around on defense though. Not very good. 30th in yards, 25th versus the pass, 29th versus the run, but just 13th in points given up. Interesting. Steelers Steelers are tied for third in both takeaways with 12 and turnover ratio at plus eight. So there's the little, the, uh, the secret mojo that the Steelers are working this year. They've perfected the art of playing ugly and then finding a way to cut, pull out a win. That's crazy. Plus eight for as anemic as that offense is. You would think that would be a lot of turnovers, but they're not. It's one thing that they can say. They, they're they holding on to the football uh, more so. And obviously their defense is definitely taking it away. And your criticism, Dave, it's just a pebble in Mike Tomlin's shoe. Yeah, okay? it's fueling them. <laughs> All right. Up next, we have... The Tennessee Titans at the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the Bucks are one-point favorites at home. But Dave, let me go ahead and handle this one. You got it, because I love the Titans and I love the Bucks. J.K., dude, it's still kind of a head scratcher that the Titans didn't move some players for picks at the trade deadline. Even more so now that Will Levis has been named the starter moving forward. Although at three and five, they're not dead, but a lot would have to go right for these Titans to get into the playoffs, especially with so many injuries piling up. Levis has been good in both starts, and the Bucks haven't been great against the pass. 
But the Titans O-line has been a complete mash unit as well. Defense pretty good, but I don't think either unit is good enough to carry this team. But that's usually when the Titans go bizarro world yeah. Titans and look good and play like a contender. But I don't really see that happening here. But a very winnable game. Now the Bucks last week dude about 40 seconds away from four and four. But wow. then CJ Stroud went bonkers. Bucks have really struggled to run the football. Rashad White is coming off his best game of the year. And Baker was good enough to win last week, dude. 21 to 30. That's 70%, 265, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, including what looked like the game winning touchdown drive. I don't know if you saw that. It should have been a meme. Baker just on the sideline, just like a WTF look. Could not yeah. believe it. Right. Um, on defense, rookie Kalaja Kansi had three TFLs and a sack last week. The winner of this game does have hope for uh, at least another week. <laughs> All right. We're moving along to the late slot, Casey, the afternoon games in our part of the town. Uh, it is up next, the Atlanta Falcons on the road at the Arizona Cardinals, and the Falcons are favored on uh, uh, by one and a half in this one. Oh, bird battle. Falcons still right in the NFC South mix, even with that brutal loss for the Falcons last week after it looked like Tyler Algier had scored the game winner. Falcons D got daubed by Dobbs' legs. <laughs> the bad news is Kyler Murray is set to make his season debut on Sunday. We'll see if his mobility's back. It's hard to think that it is, but they're not going to put him out there if he's not able to protect himself. The cards also, I mentioned earlier, opening up the practice window for John Connor. Come with me if you want to live. They need <laughs> both of these dudes as they scored zero points last week. But now might be a bad time for the 1-8 and eight Cardinals to start winning games. I don't know if you yeah. want these guys back. Right. <laughs> no doubt about it. I mean, they're in a great shape right now in order to grab that number one pick. And if they decide they don't need a quarterback, then that becomes a gold mine. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Dave, up next, it is the Detroit Lions at your Los Angeles Chargers. And the Lions are three-point favorites on the road. Whew, this is going to be a good game. I'll tell you what, the Chargers on a two-game win streak, bringing the record up to four and four. Those were the best two uh, games the Chargers have played all year, although the opponents, the Bears and Jets, not exactly the NFL elite. Uh, Monday night's victory uh, in New York, a 27-6 to performance is still impressive. Although uh, Herbert's stat line, uh, just over 50% and 136 yards, no touchdowns, not uh, his best outing. In fact, his worst performance on the season credit to a very stout uh, Jets defense. But offensively, uh, you know, the, the, the they've struggled, you know, all night with all three, all three phases being in sync. You know, it's one thing or another. But last week, Darius Davis, the rookie, uh, kick returner, an 87-yarder that blew things open to start that game. Need more of that. That guy's lightning fast. Defensively, the Chargers were able to rack up eight sacks, force three fumbles, and recover them, and held the Jets to just two field goals. So um, the offense was not great in this game, but they had a 16-play drive in the second half in that fourth quarter. Um that basically kind of sealed the game. And that's something the Chargers offense has not been able to do in a lot of the football games this year. And credit to Keenan Allen to get his 10,000 yard last week. A spectacular 23 yard 
uh, catch that. Dude, absolute... I thought he totally overthrew him, and Keenan no came chance. down with that thing. That was sick, bro. Unbelievable. And that one was the one that got him the 10,000 yard, and that extended that drive. That was on a third and 18 or 23 or something like that. Does so, Keenan have a lot of catches on third downs? Whoo, man, he is a machine on third downs, dude, turning him into first. Eckler, uh, not a great outing, 70 scrimmage yards, but did punch it into the end zone, uh, rushing the football twice. So overall, the Chargers offense has been pretty good. 11th in passing, 8th in points at just over 25 a game, but just 22nd in rushing. They can't seem to consistently run the football at all. On the defensive side, last week it was six and a half sacks between Bosa, Mack, and rookie Tuli Tui Pelotu. He had his, a career-high two sacks. And when those three are on the field, this is an amazing stat, Casey. They've rushed together in a, in a package. They're all edge rushers. 40 snaps this year uh, to rush the passer. And they've racked up 10 sacks. So wow. 25% sack rate that's destroying any other NFL-like foursome uh, in the in the league. So Polt's defense, though, is still 30th in total yards, 32nd versus the pass, 21st in points given up. Uh, they are 7th versus the run. So that's been the thing they've been they've really improved on this season and they continue to kind of hang their hat on. They've actually been very effective passing, uh, rushing the passer, as I mentioned, and they do have 15 takeaways. They're tied for first in the turnover ratio at plus nine. That goes a long way in order to beat the lions this week. They're going to need to put together a complete game on both sides of the football, something they have yet to do all season long. It's either one side for one half, the other side for their half, nothing. We haven't seen it. This is the game that they need it because this Lions team coming in here is ready to roar. Um, if Jet fan didn't stay to the end of the Jets and Giants game, do you think they stay to the end of the Jets Chargers game? <laughs> I hope that they learned their lesson, but there was a little a wider margin in this one, though. So <laughs> they were gone. All right, David, let me talk <laughs> about these Lions. They are coming off a of hibernation or. A buy, well-rested. The Lions are getting massive ROI on their rookie draft class. Dude, Jameer Gibbs yeah. on his last game showed why the Lions are so stoked about him, dude. 26 for 152. That's 5.8 per carry. Also had a touchdown and five receptions for 37 yards. And we mentioned it at the top. They might get David Montgomery back for this one. He did practice this week. Uh, so might be uh, – Bad news for the Chargers, although as well as they've been against the run lately, who knows? Um, they're going to need that run defense to really show up on Sunday and another rookie playing lights out for these Lions. Tight end Sam Laporta, dude, second on the team with catches and yards, 43 for 434. But first in touchdowns with four and through eight weeks, the Lions went through seven different offensive line combinations and are still ranked second in total offense. So there's wow. a lot of meat left on that bone, a lot of room for improvement. Uh, speaking of improvement, dude, the defense much improved this year, especially the front four. Lions fifth in total defense, second versus the run. If they can be had, though, it is through the air. That's good news for your pretty boy, Justin Herbert. That is right. We're going to need that because we have done nothing on the ground. And if they're that good stop in the rush, then we're going to need to – move the ball, protect Herbert, and get the chains moving through the air. Maybe we can somehow do get some explosives in this one too. It's going to be a great right. game, dude. It's going to be a great one, no question about it. 
the next game up on our schedule, Casey. <clears throat> well, I call it call it a game. Um, it is the New York Giants at your Dallas Cowboys. The point spread in this one, it may be the biggest one all year, minus 16. The Cowboys are favored by 16 in this one, Casey. This is a rematch, or maybe not even a rematch, a mismatch from week one where the Cowboys won 40 to nothing. Talk about your Cowboys and the Giants. Oh, man, how good I was feeling after that game to uh... – after Sunday's game, Woo. 180, baby. But that's why you play the game. And I think even though they lost that game, I think there are a lot of positive takeaways from that game versus the Eagles, considering that it was such a disappointing loss. A couple inches here and there, and the boys walk out of the link with a win. Yep. Um, and that's not just Cowboy Goggles. Dak played pretty well, and CD continues to ascend, dude. 11 for a career-high 191 last week. He can become the first player ever with 10 or more catches and 150 more yards in three straight games. Jake Ferguson, he's getting better every week, too. Seven for 91 in a TD last week, and he could have had another one there. Um, but the run game, dude, definitely needs improvement. Just under four yards of carry. And I need to see Rico Dowdle get more touches and more runs that aren't called back due to penalties. It seems like every time this guy breaks one, it's coming back. Not only on a hold, uh, illegal motion. It's just been some weirdness around this guy. But I want to see more of that. And Dave, everyone was crying about how washed Zeke was. But his 12 touchdowns last year told a much different story. Zeke only ran for two yards. Yeah, because it was second and goal from the two. Um, <laughs> he was so good in red zone scoring getting those tough yards when we needed it, getting uh, those touchdowns in the red zone. Although I do feel like that is getting a little closer to being fixed. Had a TD called off due to a lineman not reporting last week and obviously schooned down at the one inch line right there. Both those touchdowns, it feels much different, but um, that's a big if. The only thing that worries me is the Giants played one of the worst games in the history of football last week. But Dave, That's no exaggeration either. <laughs> no, it's not. Louis De Palma ain't walking through that door, but Tommy DeVito is. Yeah. And if DeVito does start, which he's scheduled to, he will be the tenth rookie quarterback to start a game this year, which would be an NFL record, dude. Wow. Cowboys cannot mess around and give the Giants life in this game, including the Giants. The boys have four or five at home where they are an NFL best 11-game home win streak. Lots still to be determined on this season. So much football left to be played. Do not panic. Handle these giants, and we can worry about better teams when we play better teams. But like I said, don't give these guys life. Yeah, it is the NFL. It is the Any Given Sunday theory, and you have to make sure you go out there and take care of your business. Absolutely. All right, up next, the Washington Commanders are at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks at home are favored by six and a half in this one, Casey. Dude, Hawks coming off an embarrassing 37-3 beatdown to the Ravens last week. And no need to point talents because there was plenty of blame to go around. The biggest culprit, the run defense. Dude, they gave up 298 yards to the Ravens, bro. And that's bad, but what makes it worse is when you only rush for 28 yards. (laughs) That is going to be the biggest lopsided stat in the history of the NFL. Dude, it is hard to win football games like that. I expect a lot more Kenneth Walker III and some Charbonnet in this one, but we should also expect to see Geno Cook a little bit. The dose, 
see how I did that? The commandos. Now they're the does. <laughs> um, they're not oh. good against the pass. And JSN and Jake Bobo both need to eat. Um, Smith and Jigba uh, led the team uh, last week with his career high six catches and 63 yards. And both he and Bobo are looking for a TD in their third straight home game there in the nest. And until last week, the D had been great. 27 sacks, 12 takeaways. And Devon Witherspoon, dude, looking for a Defensive Rookie of the Year award. And the 12s are going to get their first look-see at Leonard Williams. Ooh, interesting. Okay, the Commanders won last week, beating the Pats to get to 4-5. and five. Sam Howell continues to play well. Last week, he completed 29 of 45, 325, and a touchdown and a pick. Scary Terry McLaurin had five catches, 73 yards. John Dotson, 69, and a touchdown. But they're going to need more of that because the offense has not established the run like they'd like to, gaining just over 90 yards per game. That's 26th in the NFL. And they're 24th on third down at just 36%, so not moving the chains effectively enough. The defense is surprisingly not good, ranking 26th in yards, 27th versus the pass, 30th in points, and giving up uh, over 27 points a game. So Seattle, of course, completely dominated last week. So we know they're they're going to be absolutely hungry to bounce back in this one, dude. Oh, yeah, man. This is a big game for those guys because they have a couple of games with the Niners coming up right there, jockeying for position in the NFC West there. Yeah. A playoff game at the nest as opposed to going on the road could go a long yeah. way to make no question there are playoff right. implications i know uh it's early or whatever there's still a lot of games left but playoff implications in the nfc races these guys are juggling for those spots all right dave up next we have oh baby brace yourself <laughs> the new york jets at the las vegas raiders and the jets somehow are two-point favorites <laughs> on the road did or is the, that what they think they're just going to score minus two on the day? It's going to be a <laughs> reverse safety and the Jets lose in the negatives. <laughs> the Jets, Casey, had a three-game winning streak snapped last week, getting blown out by the Chargers on Monday Night Football. They have an excellent defense, but the offense really does struggle. Last week versus the Chargers, they gave up eight sacks, three fumbles, and were just three of 17 on third down, scoring just six points. The Jets ranked last in both red zone and third down offense on the season, and they're 31st in scoring at 16.5 a game. Their strength is in rushing, where they're ranked 20th rushing the football. On defense, they are much better, as I mentioned. Ninth in yards, tied for eighth in scoring, and third against the pass, but just 30th versus the run, so they can be run on. Raiders have snapped a two-game losing streak, perhaps a direct result of firing Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, interim head coach, Antonio Pierce definitely gave the team a boost last week, but how long will that last? Aiden O'Connell, the rookie, got his first career win as a starter last week, completing 16 of 25 and 209 with no picks. Uh, he's been pretty good when he's not turning the football over. It helped that the Raiders, though, got a good running game going with Josh Jacobs rushing for a season high 98 yards and two touchdowns last week. On the season, they ranked, still rank, 31st in rushing and 32nd in total yards for the Raiders' offense. The defense of the Raiders, they're solid versus the run, eighth overall, which is 31st versus the pass. Will that, will that matter in this game necessarily against these uh, Jets? Oh, and the Raiders are uh, negative six in the turnover ratio. That's third worst in the league. 
coincidentally, the Jets are even in the turnover uh, differential. Yeah, dude, I think if AOC can play well, then the sky's the limit with these Raiders. Very talented, one of the best receivers in the game. Last yeah. year's leading rusher in the NFL looked like we saw that run game have Emerge. some signs of life last yeah. week. Maybe they're trending upward and could get in the mix, but it's still the Raiders, so you can't have too much confidence in them until yep. they prove it. And that is a tough Jets defense. Let's give them credit where it's due. Yeah. All right, Dave. we got one more game. It is Monday Night Football. The Denver Broncos at the Buffalo Bills. Oh, yeah. I would play this game. The Bills, <laughs> seven and a half point favorites, Dave. <laughs> Precious! The, the three and five Broncos enter the game off their bye. But before that, it was a two-game win streak, including beating the Chiefs in their most recent game. In that game, Russell Wilson had three TD passes, no picks for a 119.3 rating. And Javante Williams had a season-high 98 yards uh, from scrimmage and a touchdown. Even though uh, uh, they held the Chiefs to just nine points in their last game, it's that Broncos defense that's the biggest issue. They're ranking 32nd in yards and 34 and excuse me 32nd in yards and versus the run 30 point, uh, 31st in points given up at over 28 a game and 26 versus the pass there's really no good stat to find in there at all the bills are 5 and 4 having lost to the bengal's last week in that game Josh Allen had a nice game uh, almost 260 and two touchdowns uh Diggs and Dalton Kincaid each had a touchdown uh but it wasn't enough the offense is very good statistically, seventh in yards, fifth in passing, fifth in points, but just under 20 points, uh, excuse me, at just under 27 points a game, which is very nice. But And they are tied for best in the league on third down. Obviously, sometimes Josh just takes it into his own yeah. uh, hands or legs, as it were. Uh, but they are just above average uh, running the ball. Enter Leonard Fournette. Maybe he can help with the ground game there. Who knows? On defense, generally above average statistically. They're not as good as they were. They lost a couple of key players, as we've mentioned in the past. Uh, they're fifth in points given up, though, so that's pretty awesome. At just under 18 points a game, they're fifth in sacks with 29 on the season, and they have 14 takeaways. So they are just 18th versus the run and 23rd on third down. So those are the weak spots for that Bills defense. I would like to go back. I should have done this before the show, but take out that 70-point demolition to the Dolphins and kind of see where that Broncos defense has been, you know, without that in the mix and yeah. what they've done since then. Obviously. Right, because it's hard to unbury them still statistically from that, and I keep hitting those stats pretty hard. Sorry, Bronco fan. Oh, <laughs> they're crying uh, orange tears, Dave. It looks like Orange <laughs> Crush up there. <laughs> All right, folks, so many ways you can check out the Football Dudes Trend Zone, now available on for sub subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, <laughs> Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts, even if you can't say the words uh, correctly. Yeah, we're on the precipice of finishing this show, Dave. Yeah. It's callback, baby. I love it. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like us on Instagram and Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Football Dudes LA, and make sure you tag us across all social media platforms. Yeah, so we'll just go to footballdudes.com. It's all there for you. That is going to do it for this episode of the Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football. We're the dudes that know football. For Casey, I'm Dave, and we are out of here.